Nerds Are Us with your host Ace and Big T. How are you doing, guys? And welcome to episode 120 of Blurds Are Us. It's your boy Ace. Big T's still not with us, but I have gotten two of the most loveliest guests that I could have possibly gotten. One, I've got to say they're lovely. Yeah, they're exactly. No choice. Them, them dagger eyes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also joined by Seth from Who's Next Gaming and Losing Lives. What's good, dude? Hey, I'm pretty goddamn lovely myself, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since we've had you on, man. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, when are you finally going to tell everybody the truth? What's the truth? I mean, Big D's dead, right? Like, y'all had a uniform <laughs> oh and everything. And he's, I don't he's like dead, wishing right? those things on people. <laughs> right? well, no, no, he's, he's, he's dead. I'm pretty sure he's dead. He's, he's definitely not dead. But I'm not gonna lie, I ain't heard from him in a while still. I'm probably gonna holler at him tomorrow to find out what he's what he's doing. Um, yeah, no, but he should have just embarked on his summer holidays, so he's gonna have six weeks off from his job that he has, so he's gonna be enjoying mm. life for a little bit. Um, but now he's he messaged good. me the other day when I posted that thing about uh, my what I like to see for the next Spider Man movie, yes, yeah, so, yeah, he's, he's still banging around, he's, yeah, he's, he's still about just. He's just having a little hiatus on the podcast, trying to balance mm. out that trifle. So you get me. Um, mm. But since 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 you briefly brought up Spider Man, what what would you have rated Spider Man? Oh, um, yeah, I definitely say a whole chicken, man. I think really? I give it that. Um, I actually really did enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was. I actually enjoyed it better than Homecoming. Yeah, personally, I, I mean, I just. I thought it caught the spirit of Spider-Man a little more. It was it was it was fun. It it, it balanced being fun and and then also kind of like that 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 banger at the end, man. When uh, you they they the end credit scene, man. It really just I like they're taking a chance mm. like that. I'm curious to see where that goes. Like I put online, um, I love to see this as a way to introduce the Punisher. Yeah. And bring him in as a villain with Craven or something. Mm-hmm. And then you can spin off Punisher into his own TV show. Yeah. Like they're doing with a lot of the characters here where they kind of intertwine in the movies and then the TV shows and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, Far From Home was, uh, was pretty great. I didn't really have much to complain about. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, Del, you also managed to see I did. Um, Far From Home. What, what, what would I, you rate it? I would rate it. Three picks. I generally really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked, well, first of all, I got a big up my friend, Estala, <laughs> who was an extra because they filmed it in London mm-hmm. and she managed to get in on the film. She was one of, yeah, I'm terrible at names and, and characters. So she was one I don't even my, know why I'm on this she was, she, was, she was one of Mysterious friends. There we go. Yeah. So she was, she was cheering on and we were like, okay, we're going to see if she's seen. And she really was like, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm in a Marvel film. Like she was like legit in it, you know? So, um, and then she was telling me, you know, what, what was going on in the scene at the time. Like, oh my gosh, this bit, there was just like red dots. We didn't realize they were going to be like the CGI. And yeah, <laughs> it was really cool anyway. Um, so for that piece, it, I'm going to I'm gonna give it a, um, a three piece. Three piece. Yeah. Uh, that sounds pretty cool. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure uh, I gave it a three piece. Um, obviously right now that episode is still lost to the winds. Um, my laptop guy, he's normally pretty solid. 
um, still hasn't been able to fix my laptop and I need to um, go get a laptop off him and find out exactly what yeah, make, make of motherboard. He's using my laptop again. Yeah, I'm burning it. That's, that's I, I, if, if anyone knows, this is why the episode is a little bit short in it so that Dale can get her Mac back. Thanks. And also because I don't fully know what I'm doing on the Mac, so I don't want to do like a whole two, three hour recording and then I somehow magically lose it. Is everything okay in, over there in the States? I don't think he's, I don't think he's even here. Yeah. Where is, oh, wait, is he? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, he's talking about his computer. He's got yeah. the computer problems, man. I'm, I'm uh, really sorry about that, too. I, I'm sorry about but that. But uh, Macs aren't that, Macs aren't that more confusing than um, PCs, but they, they, there are some differences. Yeah. I haven't really used GarageBand much, but I do think it might be a better application than Audacity, which is what I think you're using now, right? Well, not yeah. So we use, we use GarageBand, but we still, I still transfer the audio from GarageBand into Audacity to then do the editing. Ah, uh, okay. Like the bass piece compressor stuff yeah. like that um anyone, oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. anyone that's out there thinking about starting their own podcast yeah there's there's small little tricks that you need to learn in the trade to make it audio sound good or otherwise it's yeah. gonna be like what, how we had our first like eight episodes where the audio was actually was for the most part quite bad um, there's a lot of there's a lot of balance and I, I mean i still have issues with mine I, I haven't quite nailed down everything the way i'd like to like yeah. sometimes what i hear from the nerds podcast and things like that because uh, like volume is sometimes an issue. You yeah. record at a certain volume and then like everything sounds good when you're recording. But then when you listen back to it, sometimes it's peaking at certain points. And, and then sometimes when I try to use a volume leveler to level the volume out, what it does is increase like breathing. So it, you hear the breathing a little more aggressively than when you do naturally. And that can be irritating. So there's a lot of little nuances in editing a recorded, you know, piece that like, uh, you know, I still try to fool around with. I think I've gotten much better and a lot of it does matter on your equipment, yeah. the type of mics you have. Like I recently just bought new mics. I need to get and new, mics new, uh, new stands and like, uh, well, these new holders for the stands. Yeah. They're shock absorbent. Okay. So now like if, if like uh, recently one of the last recordings, one of the guys like hit one of the other guys mics. Yeah. And typically you would hear that, but yeah. with these new shock absorbent like stands, didn't really come through at all. Okay. So I was kind of surprised when I was listening back to it. Like it really makes a difference. I'm, so there's a number of things I'm that can help. The, I'm using the mics that we got from day one. Yeah, these. Yeah, seven, it needs a little upgrade. Yeah, these seven power microphones. That's about what ten dollars. Yeah. $10 for Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> that same yeah, I've been using yeah. the whole time. Yeah, I um I got I forgot what kind they are, but they cost me about a hundred bucks a mic, I think. Jeez. And I got I got like three of those. And uh the mics I started off with, I got three of those, they were like fifty bucks a mic. Oh uh, yeah, see. And uh the that, Behringers. Even the so, fifty even the fifty bucks mics are five uh, uh ten times more than what I paid for them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, but I definitely want to at some point upgrade the quality of our microphones and yeah, uh, upgrade some of the equipment that we've got. Like you know, when we upgraded the mixer, this like the mixer has definitely yeah. improved the quality of our our sound a lot. And mm-hmm. like I could like the Skype calls are easy to do now. Um, we can yeah. play stuff on YouTube in the background from the laptop and go straight into the mixer. It's just made life a hell of a lot easier. So. Um, quality, yeah, paying, paying yeah, I got quality, the same mixer too. Paying for quality does shine through. Yeah, 
No, it's for sure. So, uh, but I think um, you're talking about weeks. Are we getting into weeks? Yeah, so what have you been up to? Well, I, don't know what been up to but... I know, right? It just went into like a technical. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. went into a tech talk right quick. This is um, a TED talk, tech talk that we did right now. And now we're going to get into weeks. Before, um, before we go to your week, yeah, I just wanted to ask, like, um, yeah. Have so you, have I've, been, you, have you know, I've been getting into the. Have you completed Sekiro? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Huh? Before you get into your week, I just wanted to ask, have you completed Sekiro? I am at the last boss You're of Sekiro right now. I'm, uh, I have, I just haven't had time to get around to finish the game. I, I beat the Demon of Hatred, which mm-hmm. was the optional boss, but he's like one of the. They, a lot of people say he's the hardest boss in the game. Yeah, I didn't really find him that hard, and uh, a lot of people I've heard actually say the final boss is the hardest boss in the game. Okay. So I don't know. There's debate on that. So, uh, but I'm basically at the end. I just need to finish it, mm-hmm. but like. Um, my mom's got rushed to the hospital okay. over the past couple of weeks. I've kind of been in and out with that and balancing my own Triforce. Mm. And uh, I haven't just gotten around to finishing it, which my mom is better. She's back home. That's things good. look like they're better now. So it's it's good. But, you know, it just made things kind of hectic and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but, you know, other than that, uh, and also I've, I've kicked off a new podcast, actually. Oh, hi. Yeah, so I don't know if you've seen. I posted a little bit, but I haven't posted too much on it just yet because I'm waiting for Apple to approve it. Okay, and it gets in there. But we're doing movies so bad they're good. Ah. So what I've what I've done is I've changed up a few things. So first of all, uh, there's a guy on my podcast. His name's Ryan. Yeah, and um, he recently started a group with a buddy of his called Movies So Bad They're Good, and the group is, it's Facebook. Is, is that what I'm in? Huh? I think I'm in that one. Yeah, it's a Facebook group, and they share a bunch of things about terrible movies that are so bad that they can be considered good at some degree. Mm-hmm. Things like The Room, things yeah. like Samurai Cop, uh, things like, you know, in, anywhere along those list of weird, strange movies. So they do like cult – it's not just bad movies. It's also like cult classics, yeah, yeah, yeah. a number of other things. So they've gotten up to about almost 3,000 members in the group. Yeah. So – what we decided to do was do a podcast off of that. Mm. All right. So they're using me to help facilitate it. And um, basically it's like a who's next production type deal that I'm working in connection with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've recorded the first three episodes. I released the first one is, is just an introduction episode. And then the second one is going to be the first like real episode. And it's going to be Samurai Cop is the, the movie that we covered. Um, so in doing so, I've also kind of consolidated my podcast. So losing lives, I'm not really doing that one. I'm doing it still, mm-hmm. but it's all under who's next podcast. Now. Yeah. And then who's next podcast. We do one week where we cover video games and one week where we cover movies and comics. So now I'm starting to be more aggressive about covering movies, comics, and things that are more up to date. Yeah. Like one of the recordings we're going to do is we're going to do the boys. We're going to cover Marvel and DC news, the boys, uh, some of the comics I've been reading. And we're going to get into our top five movies that we feel like are, you have to watch must watch things okay. or something like that. So we're doing a bit of that. So it's going to be kind of video games and then movies and comics and stuff. So I'm I'm kind of changing it up in that sense there. So there's a couple different things I'm maneuvering around with the podcast and all that and, and seeing how that goes. 
So no, like, I'm not really so doing we'll, movie reviews yeah. like how you do. Like I'm not gonna be beyond that. I'm really not gonna be able to do the going to the theater and catching all those movies and yeah. stuff. So we might review some older stuff. We might review new stuff. We might just kind of talk about news and stuff like that. So it's really loose what I'm yeah. doing, but yeah. So that's just some of the new stuff. Which 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 feeds will change? So is uh, we're losing lives in a sense. Like losing lives will be the only thing that really changes. It it will be probably be gone. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna leave it up for now, mm-hmm. and you can access all the old content over time. I might start moving it over to who's next. Mm-hmm. But uh, Losing Lies is basically the only thing that will change. That'll be gone. There's a new channel coming up called Movies So Bad They're Good. Mm-hmm. So anybody interested in that, look out for that. And then if you're already subscribed to Who's Next Podcast, well, everything's just going to go to that one podcast feed now. Okay. So cool. it just keep it at one spot. Yeah. That, that, then that means I can just binge all the Losing Lives. And then once you've transferred everything over, I can let that one go. Yeah. And then move on to Psychos. Yeah, because we'll still do been, it. I'll still cover long, movies long, based on video games. Yeah. Huh? I'm how long, sorry. How long have you been um, podcasting for? Forever. No, uh, no. <laughs> like two years, maybe. Since oh, okay. like 2017, I think, oh, or something so like that. Too crazy long. Yeah, so I think uh, when the Switch started, actually. When when the Switch started is when my first episode came Switch. out. <laughs> Oh, so I, I I told you I don't know why I'm on this podcast. I know nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like the the what? <laughs> yeah, the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, the video game console when that dropped oh, in 2017. Okay, I, I knew what that was. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Nah, weeks. Yeah, I've been doing it for a little while. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what have you been up to, though? Oh gosh, no pressure. I thought we were gonna do you guys first. Wait, okay. What have I been up to? What have I been up to? I don't know. You I tell don't me. Know. You tell me. <laughs> I I've been working. Um, that's my main thing. And work is going really well. For those that don't know, I run my own business. Well, I have my own company called Little Clown Story House. Yes. And we are <laughs> guess me. <laughs> we are um a puppetry sensory company based in south london and i think i'm going to start a podcast about the challenges of having uh, my own business Jeez. um but i listen to that i would you yeah you got sure no exactly <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that's kind of taken over my life not in my week mm-hmm. and it's going to take over my life again this week because yeah I think when you run your own business, you're literally everything. So it's like, I do like the creative stuff and then also do the um, marketing and then admin and then counting and everything else that you have to do until I can have enough money to hire other people to do it for me. So yeah, it's really I think uh, you should probably start that. Uh, I'm uh, looking to try and do my own restaurant and doing the podcast and things like that are kind of a part of brand building until I can get to a point where I can get the money and finances together to do that. Yeah. But one of the things I've researched with restaurants is a lot of people throw the numbers, oh, 80% of restaurants fail. Or there's so yeah, many nice. failures. And some of the um, some of the things I've researched into and seen just in other books I've read about restaurants and in my experience dealing with customers, with my job, I deal with convenience stores that sell hot food and, and things like that. It's a bit of a Wait, where are restaurant-ish you? In America. thing. In, in New Orleans. In New Orleans. In New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. I want to so, cook. 
get some fried yeah. chicken? <laughs> so one of the things to your point is that a lot of times these places fail because they they might know the cooking, they might know how to do food, but they don't understand business practice. Yeah, exactly. They don't understand managing finances, being able to manage a profit margin, making yeah. sure that you're managing your costs to the point where you're making profit off of every sale. So exactly. yeah, doing the podcast and talking about the understanding of business I think would go a long way and people should actually listen to that yeah. because your dreams are great to chase, but you also got to have an understanding of business to some degree to make it stable, you know, yeah, to exactly. make it something to make. Yeah, exactly. So I probably will start that. Let's start next week. Nana, you can help me out. Oh, exactly. So yeah, that's really been taken over my life. And I feel like something else has happened this week, but every time you ask me how's my week been, I get on this mic and I'm like, I don't know. And then as as we're talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, that happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my week's been good anyway. Other than me being knackered. How about you? How's your week gone? Wait, what's my how have I been doing? Um, I can't recall fully what I've been doing, but I know that I've been watching a lot of anime on Netflix. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned it before in any previous episodes, but Seven Seas on Netflix is amazing. Um, that is one that people should check out. Um, a new one I've been watching is you have to hold it. Uh, a new one I've been, the new one I've been watching is it's called Grand Grand Cross Blue Fantasy on Netflix, and it's actually based off a mobile game in Japan. And like, I'm actually very impressed that this whole anime is based off uh, a mobile game. Because it's it's got the uh, it's got Final Fantasy and um, Tales feel to it, and that kind of makes sense because um, two of the people that did this mobile game also worked on Final Fantasy Five, Seven, uh, I think it was Nine, Twelve, and also Lost Odyssey. Um, all really good games, so it makes sense for that this anime will be really good. Uh, I enjoyed the anime so much that I actually wanted to um, download the game. However, unfortunately, like right now, that game is only available in Japan. And to like get it on my phone, I have to create a J- Japanese iTunes account. And that's all very long. They are bringing a westernized version over here, but that's going to be like a fighting game. And like most anime, anime games that they bring are always free versus free fighting games. And that's not always what I want to play. I generally want to like play an adventure of the anime. Um, another one I'll be watching at the moment is Samurai 7. Um, I'll probably give this one about a free piece. It's, it's The animation style is quite different, um, but it's, ent- it's, it's entertaining. Um, a villagers get attacked by bandits and they send out um, a girl and a guy and the girl's like little sister to go and find Samurai to bring back to their village. And it's just following their story and following their adventure. And... There's, the action's good, the jokes are funny, but the animation style is just a little bit different, so that's why I can't give it a whole chicken. Um, but other than that, working, uh, started my new job, and it's literally like I've gone back to school. I'm waking up at stupid o'clock in the morning, uh, getting public transport all the way down to the training camp, and literally I'm in a classroom like all day, nine to five. By the time I get home, it's like seven o'clock in the evening. And then I've got to go to sleep and then wake up and do it all over again. That's kind of why I haven't been watching, gone to the cinema as much. 
and we really haven't been reviewing that many movies or I haven't really been keeping in touch with the news as much as I normally do. And obviously, like norm, most of the time, I, I do leave the companies to Big T, who, again, as I mentioned, is at the moment, you know, doing other things at the moment. And hopefully, mm-hmm. he hope, sure is doing a lot of other things. <laughs> and, and hopefully, we will get him back real soon because I need my buddy, man. Like, oh, what's wrong with me? Is there something wrong with me? I didn't say that. Yeah, well, <laughs> those, those words did not come out of my mouth. That's all I'm gonna say to that. Um, but yeah, no. Nah. Um, so again, like I said, things are a little bit in a weird space at the moment with the podcast. Um, obviously, ice is ice jumps on sometimes on the Tuesdays to help out. I think very soon I want to do an anime centric episode. Uh, I've got two friends that want to jump on for that one, so I think. When we do that episode, I might do like our top five, maybe top ten favorite anime um, that we've watched, or maybe anime moments, or you know, we'll do we'll do like our own list and just go through that and break it down. Talk a lot of different anime, um, mm. but yeah, no new reviews. So guys, if you're still there listening to us, because clearly you are, because there's a lot of people that reached out to us as like, hey, you know, why haven't we heard from you guys in a while? What's going on the podcast? Let's hear from you. Let her you in time. Um, leave us a review. Send us an email. Let them hear from you guys. Like, you know, the the listener interaction is what I like about other podcasts I listen to. And I would love for us to get the same. Like, you know, like right now, there's a lot of banter between us and Heroes of Noise. Because um, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, months ago, we went to see the Spice Girls. And um, I've obviously, I, you know me, I post everything on Facebook. And so I posted this on Facebook and uh, Dan liked it. And he was just like, you know what? He felt a little bit jealous because he was like, if the Spice Girls ever came to America, he would go see them. Like, he's not a massive fan of them. He only knows a couple of their tunes. Um, but, you know, it, it'll be an experience, isn't it? And then Steve was just like, nah, like, dude, like, what are you guys doing? How can you guys like, like the Spice Girls and stuff? And I just think, I just found it funny that since, I don't know, it was like maybe the episode 72 when they discussed it, like loads of people have like written in and be like, no, nah, what? Like the Spice Girls are cool. They're like a guilty pleasure. Um, the Spice Girls have just been just referenced a lot, and I even loved it. Yeah, that in the boys they referenced the Spice Girls, and that made <laughs> sure me did. that made me laugh so much. Like the moment that scene happened, I instantly went on Facebook. And I was like, ha, Steve, take that. Even the um the the boys with the Spice Girls are cool because they made a lot of references to that. Um, which we'll talk we'll talk about later, um, but yeah. So like again, we're all part of a, like a podcast community. We talk, we talk, we communicate, we have our back and forth. Uh, it's just really entertaining to do. So guys, if you are out there, like feel free to talk. Like you know, you can send us an email at brothers at hotmail dot com. Uh, if you're not already following us on our Facebook page, facebook dot com forward slash Instagram. I believe it's Blurds underscore R underscore Us. And our Twitter handle is Blurds or Us. Um, because I've been so busy, the Instagram and Twitter pages haven't really been getting much love. So if you really want to see some cool shit, yeah, the number one place to follow us is Facebook. Who's on Facebook anymore? I am on Facebook. No one. Facebook is the place to be. <laughs> um, another new thing that we've just started, and I think only me and Ice are in that at the moment, we have started a Blurs or Us Discord. Um, I'm not too familiar what a Discord is. 
Uh, I've been told it's kind of like WhatsApp, but like online, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, if you want to um, talk to us on our Discord, um, it's on our Facebook page. Just click the link and as far as I know, open up and get you an invite and boom, boom, pops your uncle, you're there. So that's it for what we've got to. Um, Wait, we didn't ask. Seth said what he's done. Has he? See, sure yeah, you're paying attention. Yeah, I'm paying so much attention. Rubbish. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely rubbish. Wait, is it Seth? Joking, I'm joking. Might be. <laughs> Taking a mix. <laughs> Oh, so she thinks she's got a joke today. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I got, I got to give it to her. She has got banner. Like I, I do Just have to stop. give it to her. Sometimes she has banner. Like Just stop, please. she does, she does well. She keeps, she keeps up with us sometimes. So I, I, got, I give it to her for that. All right. Mm. So I need my phone, please. Okay. We're, so we're gonna get into the main go, event. We're gonna get into the main event. Let me, let me play the bumper that we haven't heard in, in God knows how many years because things have been all over the place yeah it's going it's going well now ladies and gentlemen welcome to the main event came out Friday just gone uh, it's available on Amazon Prime uh, a brief synopsis of it is a group of vigilantes set out to take down corrupt superheroes who abuse their superpowers um, it's starring Carl Urban as Billy Butcher Aaron Morachi as Starlight Jack Quaid as Huey Campbell Anthony Starr as Homelander Dominique Mc- Dominique McElliott as Queen Maeve Jesse T. Usher as A-Train Chase Crawford as The Deep Tom Capone as Frenchie, Kanfu Quart the female, and she's so nice. And no, she is so nice. But they, every time I see her in something, yeah, they make her look so like ugly and like mash up and stuff. That's because she thrives in ugliness. <laughs> uh, Nathan Mitchell <laughs> as Black Noir, Elizabeth Elizabeth Shue as Madeline Stillwell, Lance Alonso as Mother's Milk, and there's a whole heap of other characters that make little cameos little guest appearances. Uh, Simon Pegg is in this as well. Um, I was quite surprised to see Seth um, Seth Myers. That's obviously you. You're not on this. Um, no, nope, not yet. Seth, Seth Next Rogen. season. Yeah. Seth Rogen was in this and then obviously I saw in the credits that he's an executive producer so that kind of made sense why he threw himself in there and gave himself a little cameo. Um, now, I have no background knowledge to the boys. Um, I know that it's a comic. I know that it's a comic. Yeah. But um, I have no... Yeah, I have a lot of background knowledge to it. So as we get into it, I could show you because they do deviate from the comic actually yeah. a good bit. Yeah. But they still keep the spirit of the comic yeah. somewhat alive. I, I do like some of the different takes they, they went at and did. Because yeah. honestly, if they would have did this like from the comic, I don't know how well 
it would have gone over. It, it's very sexually explicit in the comic. Mm. Like it's a lot worse in a lot of different areas in the comic. Yeah. As far as some of the things done really? that the that show does. The worse. show really. I'm so shocked at that, you know. Huh? I was like, sorry, I'm interrupting you. <laughs> but it was like, no, sure. um, I was, I was like, I'm not that squeamish, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was so much element in the show where I was just like, oh, I can't watch anymore. I can't look. And I, I guess that's a really good thing. That's mm. actually a really, really good thing because I felt mm. I felt the pain. I felt the emotion. It was just disgusting. And I kind of... Really what were some of the parts? Like, what was one of the parts you felt like you got real squeamish on? Oh, now you're getting specific, Seth. <laughs> um, so, I'm curious. <laughs> so the main bit... Wasn't there someone that was getting, like, slammed in something and there was that scene where a train grabbed the asian girl and just it. kept slamming her head in the yeah, wall that that was, that, I, I was in our squeamish for me a bit that was squeamish and it's going to be like all right so we we tried to binge watch this in a night and they all fell asleep like after i don't know why he even episode, tried episode one and a half <laughs> i woke up then, though i then, woke up she woke up and actually watched caught up and got to episode four then we tried again on Saturday, and I think she fell asleep maybe halfway through episode four, and then woke up when I was like, or maybe like episode six or seven. Yeah, I need to go back so to episode So she does five. need to go back <laughs> and, and, and watch it properly to get the full story. For me, one of the bits that I was the most squeamish about was when the baby was coming out of her, was like clawing its way oh, out. Oh yeah, that was disgusting. That proper, ugh, that, that wasn't that bad for me no, though. that got me, man. Yeah. How are you going to be when we have so a kid? Like, Sorry. I'm, I'm going to be in the break room. Oh, my God. <laughs> waiting outside and chilling, having a nice coffee <laughs> until the doctor says it's okay for you to come in. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually happens in the book, but it's different. So actually in the in the show, so we're doing full spoilers. Yeah, we're doing full and, spoilers. And uh, you, you watched all eight episodes, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. I yeah, so spoiler, so spoiler for you, but the, that actually does not happen in the show. You find out at the end that actually she came full term, yeah, and gave. Oh birth no, no, no! I watched baby. that bit. I woke up. I woke up that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So you saw that how it ended. Yeah. That yes. actually took me by surprise. Uh, that actually took me by surprise, and I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the in the book. Um, he says that he saw his wife's diary because this is the thing to, to, to back up. Okay. So you remember in the deep is the one who pulls his dick out and is like, basically you're going to fuck me or else yeah, kind yeah. of thing to uh, starlight. Mm-hmm. So in the book, it's actually, um, uh, shit, I'm spacing on the superhero's name, uh, home. Homelander. Uh, what's Homelander. Yeah. Homelander is the one who's taking her on tour. Mm-hmm. And then he pulls his dick out in the comic and says, hey, you know, suck it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, shit. You know, oh my God, I can't believe it. Then A-Train and another hero come in and they all gangbang her. Oh, wow. So all three of them actually fuck her instead of just the deep. Mm. This sets up the believability that Homelander rapes um, Butcher's wife. Yeah. So in the book, it actually sticks to it, where the show teased it, yeah, and then kind of backs it. Like the show makes it seems like actually it was consensual. Well, like I actually it, think it, it was actually consensual nah, between it, his it, wife. It, it, it doesn't. And him. It, it doesn't. It doesn't because 
we see them go into the um the, the room together and then she mm-hmm. and then the, um Mallory says that ah oh, they're in the room together for three hours and then when she leaves she yeah. leaves quite disheveled and looks a little bit upset mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you from that angle you will take that she was raped I think that I don't be- know it's hard it's hard to say she could have been upset. It, it, she could have not. I don't. I don't know. Like it's very curious because when he shows up at the house, she's not even acting like, "Oh my god, my rapist is here." She's just kind of like, "Oh my god, you know the truth," you know. So yeah. I don't know. It's weird. They, they really yeah. don't give us enough to go on. Yeah. yeah. But in the book, mm-hmm. in the book, she's raped, and the baby busts out of her yeah. in front of Butcher, and Butcher beats the baby to death in the book. Oh wow! The Butcher actually has to fight that baby. So uh, like because it's like better. laser beamed and all that, that shit out been, of her was... stomach. That 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 would have been a better a better story story for me. I don't like that, but I do like where it's going. Um, like I said, like mm-hmm. you know, even though the assumptions is made that she was raped, and you know they kind of put it out there that she was raped. Um, mm-hmm. I do kind of want to see what happens. Are you not hear it? No, it's okay. It's okay. Let's swap mics. Yeah. Hold on, guys. Having mic trouble, guys. Here we go. Here we go. I won't get any dirty looks anymore. (laughs) 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 All right. So, yeah. So from from what we saw in in I think it was episode seven, we find we find that she was she was raped or. It's, imp- it's heavily implied that she was raped, and something uh, happened. She she either was raped or it was consensual. Because I mean, there, there there's some evidence to prove that she was excited to be running his social media, and yeah. he's like, "Hey, maybe we should, you know, step you up in what you cover." I know, but so, she also came like, across as a, as a, a a very caring wife. Do you know what I mean? And like I said, she came yeah. out. If 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 it was consensual, she wouldn't have left the room in that state. She would have tidied herself up because she she was still at work do you know what i mean yeah i know but i mean that could have been the look of like suspicion on her face too is that she's at work she want nobody to find out mm. I, honestly i think it's really thrown up in the air whether it's consensual or not yeah do you know what yeah uh, I, I mean the I, fact I, that she I, kept I, the baby yeah. and she kept it full term and all that i would think that the bot wouldn't want that baby alive anyways yeah. so the fact that she went through keeping it Almost makes me feel like it was consensual. True, but also it could have just been she's one of those people. Like I said, she seemed like quite a, a wholesome person. That might she might yeah. be one of those people that just you know didn't want to have an abortion and she didn't want to raise force her husband to raise another man's child. So that's why she left as well. Again, these are yeah. all good questions that need to be answered in season two, and I really do yeah. hope Amazon gives us a season two because I, 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 I really enjoyed it. Ratings and stuff is it's really high, really, really high. Yeah. Like, All right. Since we're, we're on the topic of rape here, yeah, I'm just going to bring this out now. That like, I feel that Homelander's scene and Homelander's um, circumstances was a hundred percent. Again, from from the evidence that's been given, a hundred percent rape. Yeah. Where again, compared to Starlight's share, yeah, I like I don't feel. And I was, this is gonna sound really bad, yeah, but I don't feel her like her situation was rape. Like, yeah, you could definitely find a, a sexual assault because she was she was she was 
coerced and blackmailed in a sense, yeah. But I felt like she had the option to still say no. And it was one of those ones where, like, he laid it out there in a way. It was like, either you suck my dick or I'm going to get you fired. And she chose the option to suck his dick. Is that just the book does the same thing. The book actually makes a point in the book when she gets all three dudes banger. Yeah. They actually do the same thing where they're like, look, we're not going to force you to do it. Mm. But if you want to be in the seven, you, you you're going to have to suck this dick. Mm. And yeah, all three I would, of us. I would class that as right. So she makes the choice. Mm. However, I actually still think it's a form of rape for sure. It's mm. not yeah. as aggressive maybe, but mm-hmm. like she, she did make the choice. Yeah. I guess you can say there is some responsibility on her for that. But the problem is like you use your position of power mm-hmm. and put somebody in a situation where they've, you know, they felt obliged to because like this is everything they've worked their whole life for. Mm. And are you going to give it up for that? You put somebody in a pretty terrible situation. She didn't really have a choice because like you're not going to let you're, you're excited to be in this new role, this new job. And someone says, well, you know, suck my dick. Otherwise, you won't have it anymore. And you're, you're gonna, you technically, I get what you're saying that she has a choice, but she's mm. really. And obviously, I'm it. saying this from a male perspective, isn't it? And obviously, I, I, I had this discussion with Dell off the air and before, and I was like, yeah, I am never gonna find myself. Well, I would hope I would never find myself in that situation. I don't know. And from and from, <laughs> from a guy's point of view, yeah, and obviously I'm generalizing it here, yeah, but most guys aren't gonna turn down sex, isn't it? Like they, it would have to be mm-hmm. either they're in a committed relationship where they're hundred percent faithful, or they're in a situation where the person's ugly. Like they're they're not on it because the person isn't something they're attracted attracted to, um, and they're just yeah. not in the, just not in the mood. And honestly, again, a man in a sense is generally not going to feel threatened by a woman. Not saying that women are imposing or anything like that, but a you man is generally stronger than a woman. Hey, listen, I'm being, I'm, yeah, being a, a, I'm just being brutally honest. There's like, a physical threat. Yeah, yeah, there's a physical play. Like, uh, it's very rarely that a woman's going to be able to afford. Uh, let's talk about normal, a normal man and a normal woman, yeah. It's going to be very unlikely that a woman's going to be able to force themselves upon, upon the guy. Yeah. Yeah. When the roles are reversed, yes, you can see that outcome, but in the other way, it doesn't really work. Like, I really, really, really want to beat you up right now. And, like, you want to beat me see, up? Yeah. I went, that's you domestic abuse. There's no domestic abuse. You could never beat me up. Oh, my days. When that, if that day comes, yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah, that would not, never happen to it. Like, I'm sorry. I would have to say, though, to your point, Delvine, I think the show disagrees with you that she didn't have a choice. In this situation, she did, mm. and for a number of reasons why. First of all, the show does later on say that she feels guilty about her choice and she accepts the responsibility of the choice. And Huey tells her the story about his girlfriend just diving right in. And even though you fall on your ass, you get back up and try again. Yeah. So they do put that out there. Second of all, she, in your situation, you're describing um, Nana. That's not relatable here because she's actually as powerful, that's, if not more what, powerful exactly, than Exactly. Ex- exactly. So well, that's she one of the things that actually could have fought him off easily. Like that was actually her choice in this scenario, they, which yeah. makes it kind of interesting because in you're right, Nana, in a lot of other situations, typically men, biologically speaking, yeah. are built stronger and have an advantage as far as strength wise yeah. than a woman. 
And it does put them in a more aggressive situation when, you know, asked questions like that or put mm. in situations like that. She wasn't in that situation. I feel like she didn't even try. It was completely a choice for her. Yeah, I feel like she didn't even try. Like, the moment he said, oh, I'm not the second in command, I can get you fired. That was it. Like, there was yeah. no, you know, like, mm, no, like, I'm, I'm going to think about it. Like, this guy's not managed. Again, obviously, we're seeing the bigger picture because we're watching the TV show, innit? Yeah, but this guy mm-hmm. clearly wasn't managed. That's like me getting a new job and some random guy, like, a random co-worker says, oh, I'm a supervisor. Like, you should know who the supervisors are. Especially if this is something mm. that you've been dreaming of all your life here. Yeah. You should know, the, like, how the, the organisation works to a certain extent. And she no, was but so- then she sees him on TV and he's, like, a hero in a way. So you don't. You do. Yeah. But it actually like, worships him. They worship that organisation. Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the organisation, they lie about who they are. Like, she had no idea. There's no way she could have known it was going to be that way. But then she found but out literally she 30 seconds later. She choice. She has... She has strength on par, if not more than him. Yeah. I mean, in fact, they even later go at lengths to show how much of a joke the deep is as mm. a superhero. I mean, he's saving dolphins that he doesn't save and they fly through windows and get ran over <laughs> by 18 wheelers. Yeah, he gets thrown out, you know, down. In fact, I think that the one detriment to the show is they kind of abuse the joke of the deep a little too much. Yeah. Because they keep bringing him up, and it's funny, mm. but after about season uh, episode seven or eight, it's like, okay, like we don't even really need to see him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he doesn't play any part of it other than look how dumb he is, right? Yeah, he doesn't, like, he's a right. uh, you know, and it's like, yeah, we get it, you know. And again, I don't think it hurt the show at all to do that, but it's just, it's one of the things you can poke at that are like, mm. yeah, there's a little weak point in the show, yeah. is the deep. And actually, you know, it's funny, there's a race swap. Because in the book, the deep is actually a black guy, and A Train is actually a white guy. And oh, really? in the show, they swapped it. Oh, really? So A Train's a black dude. Have a black guy huh? as a weaker character because of like the <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, it, I think it's worse that they made the sprinter the black guy. Or is that stereotype? Yeah, yeah it does kind of play into that racial stereotype. That I think it's like more it's, athletic sprinter, yeah, like I runner. Think that's, I think that's worse that they did that. <laughs> yeah, well, like A Train. I, I know it's a stereotype. A Train was part of. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay, I'm gonna like. I'm just gonna dig a deeper hole. Yeah, go ahead. Like, no, go ahead. But then when you watch the hundred meters, like, yeah, obviously <laughs> there's not that many fight for fast white people, and that stereotype <laughs> is kind of true. But I. Because the thing is, yeah, A-Train being black worked. Do you get me? Like, from a black perspective, someone watching, I think it worked. Especially that scene when he's, um, he's got his leg broken, he's on crutches, and the security guard doesn't recognize him as A-Train, and he just sees him as a, like, mm-hmm. another black guy in a store that he thinks, um, he can't afford to shop in. Yeah. And I think that, that, that played, that scene played out very well, other than the fact that instead of him saying that, Oh, now that you know that I'm A train, it's okay, it's okay kind of thing. He should have, mm-hmm. he should have made a comment about it being about him being black. For that, from my perspective, mm-hmm. anyway, I thought he should have gone down that line of why he was upset and why he was annoyed. Um, rather than the fact mm-hmm. that he's not being recognized as a superhero and as the fastest in the world. Um, mm-hmm. that was one of the things I didn't like. Um, we're going to delve into a little bit more. Um, but let's just rate this. So for anyone that is with us for the first time, we have a unit chicken rating system. We think that something's absolutely terrible. It gets burns. 
then a quarter chicken, half chicken, three piece, and then a whole chicken. Uh, I'm gonna go ladies first. Uh, <laughs> Del, uh, even though you haven't watched all the episodes, from what you ha- you've seen so far, how would you rate this? Um, I'm gonna actually, and this is very rare, and I haven't seen all the episodes, but I'm actually gonna give it a whole chicken, you know? Okay. Because I generally like, I wasn't expecting to like it because mm-hmm. I'm not generally. Into uh, again, superhero, superhero, <laughs> I don't know why super, I'm on this podcast. Superheroes right and Marvel. Um, no, to be honest with you, I don't mind it. I mean, yeah. I'm just not like crazy. I wouldn't, you know, Say, I'm uh, not you, yeah, you know, you're, you're not a nerd. <laughs> yeah, not a nerd. Well, I'm a nerd in a different way. Yeah, I'm a creative, that's, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, but um, I love dark comedy and like black comedy, and this was just all that. Like, I love things like you know. It had a, it had elements of like just blood and gore, but in a funny way. And I mm. love stuff like that, like you know, things like Black Mirror, things like Pulp Fiction. Like they, it's all in that same category, and yeah. it's, it's it's on my top back, top top tier of what I enjoy. So I enjoyed it. Whole chicken. Right, cool, mm. Seth. What do you what you, how would you rate this? Um, I would give it a whole chicken. Uh, but I would say that's almost a roundup. There's mm. a few, there's a few small nitpicks I yeah. have that almost make me want to give it like a three piece, mm-hmm. because there, there's certain things like, um, the 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 whole season hinges on this concept that, uh, he happens to meet Huey happens to meet Starlight in the park bench, right? Yeah. And they never meet again at that park bench, and. It was a nod to the comics, mm-hmm. but in the comics, it makes way more sense why they would meet there because Huey is actually Scottish okay. and A-Train does run into his girlfriend just like in the show, mm-hmm. but he runs into his girlfriend in Glasgow. Okay. He's running across the world and he runs into her mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh shit, sorry, we got to do some other, you know, in fact, you don't even apologize actually. Yeah. He's just like. Ah, oh, fuck, you, you know, I, I got to do some shit, whatever, yeah. you know, ah, oh, it's no big deal. Kind of like that. They're really assholes in the book, more so than they are in the show, yeah. but they're, they're still assholes in the show. Um, so what happens is he gets <laughs> hired on and he goes to America. Mm-hmm. So in his like learning America and like being a fish out of water, he happens to visit the park. It's a beautiful place. That's where he goes. Yeah. Starlight the same way. She's not from New York. She goes to New York to meet the seven and they are terrible. She ends up, you know, screwing three of the guys mm. being like kind of pushed into it and all that kind of stuff. And it's, and that, you know, that actually feels more so like a rape because she's three dudes are around her. Like, Hey, it's not as an even thing of a choice like it is in the show. Mm-hmm. So like she goes to that part too, just to get somewhere you know, to be away from it all yeah. and meet Chewie that way. Well, you, 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 and then they actually meet at that park more times in the book and develop a relationship that way. Whereas in the show, it's just this one-off thing that just so ha- it's built too much on coincidence. Yeah. Where in the in the book, there actually is a reasoning why they meet at that park. Yeah, you know, so it, it's little things like that. Um. They're actually CIA agents the whole time in the book. Mm. I actually kind of like that because in the show, Butcher just comes off as a crazy dude who's claiming yeah. he works with the government but doesn't really. Yeah, there's, there's, and there's, he comes there's, off. There's not enough of yeah. that correlation there. Like you could kind of make it out, 
but I would have liked yeah. it if it was a little bit more in your face. It, it isn't. Well, it isn't makes sense why his, he keeps his on going. Would team up with him yeah. again. And he keeps, like, why are you teamed up with this crazy guy? Yeah, and you're not making any money. I mean, because you're not getting paid by the government. Mm. It, 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 it's, it's more of a stretch why they're working with, especially when he left on such bad terms. Like yeah. we see there was the Mallory incident mm-hmm. that broke all of them apart. Mm. So for them to just be like, oh, we're over it. We're going to work together. And like mother's milk to be like, oh, I'm going to put my girl on the line. Like, yeah. you know, this relationship I have with this woman, I'm going to put that online to do a job. I'm not getting paid for it in the hopes that I might get paid for it mm. and like do this thing. And we never see like, and that's okay if we actually get to see, well, why do you hate superheroes so much? Mm. We don't really get a justification of that. But in the books, it's justified. They're getting paid. They're government agents. Yeah. It kind of makes more sense. Yeah. Because the only person, so again, the, the, only two pe- the only two yeah, people ahead, that I'm we sorry. know their justification for not liking soups are Butcher and Huey. We never really know yeah. why Mother's, Mother's Milk and Frenchie don't like superheroes. It, yeah. it's, it's never really explored. again like Frenchie says Butcher just sees him as a weapon he just points 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 somewhere and shoots him and I I did like that analogy of it Um, Mm -hmm. I am going to give this a whole chicken so those are just a few the issues why I gave it a three piece that's all I'm I'm, I'm going to give it a whole chicken as well but there are some issues for me as well Um, I know it's hard for a show to do this since I watch so many shows but a lot of it was predictable um like literally I would say like oh this person's gonna get killed 10-20 minutes later or maybe the next episode that person gets killed or oh this person's gonna say this then literally two minutes later the person says that and again I understand it's hard to create new things and you know especially in the superhero genre when you've seen all the tropes you kind of know what tropes are are gonna come up um so I hold that against a little bit um I didn't, again, obviously I understand that this is how you progress storylines, isn't it? But I didn't, I, I, I hate now when I see things, I'm thinking a simple explanation here or there, yeah, would solve so many other problems that they have. And that occurred with Huey a lot. I was just like, from early on, I was just like, you might as, like, if you, if you're getting such a good vibe off, off, off Starlight, why not tell her? Like, it took him so long to tell her to tell her that his girlfriend had recently died, which was cause which was causing a bit of an issue for him. Because anytime he was like getting involved with her, he was kind of like having an anxiety attack because he felt bad that he was kind of moving on with his life, um, so quickly on after his girlfriend had passed away. Which you know it was a bit, it was a bit deep because it was like what four or five days later and he's now moving to a next thing. Like I mm. felt that that was a bit that was a bit deep, but again. If he had he if he had been a little bit more forthcoming, then some of the situations that he found himself in wouldn't have happened. I did I give it I did give Hugh mad ratings for um, allowing himself to get kidnapped and actually having up coming up with a, a good plan because I was just like this idiot's gonna get himself in trouble and not have no plan whatsoever. Um, I also don't like and this is obviously something that I only recently found out while speaking to Dan West is that in the comic books that they have powers they may not be as powerful as the soups that that the the top tier soups but they still have their own powers in a sense um 
Let me, uh, can I break that down just a second for you so you get an understanding of how their powers are? Yeah, sure. So everything does come from Compound V. Mm -hmm. All the characters there are injected with Compound V. So, but what happens is they have like a a low, they they only have the one injection. Mm -hmm. So basically how the book lays it out, if you just take the injection, you do get like things like, they all just have basically super strength. Yeah. And that's really basically it. They're stronger. They can take a little more of a beating, mm-hmm. but nothing to like Superman levels or anything yeah. like that. They, maybe like Spider-Man levels, I'd say almost. Mm-hmm. They're almost like Spider-Man strong, mm-hmm. but not too much more than that. Uh, if you are injected with it over time, like from birth and everything, yeah. you are you be, you could be like the seven, but yeah. that's like a trillion dollar project. Like mm-hmm. it's a huge project. There's only a rare amount either they're born and bred that way with the uh with the compound v injection in it or uh some people just genetics take to it but it's a rare few Mm. and even the injections that the boys have in the comics those are like billion dollar like injections Mm. so not many people have those high grade injections so they're actually stronger than many of the heroes yeah out in the world but not like the seven and all them. They're not, they're not that strong. Mm. This one, the show does play it up more so of this disdain for superheroes so much. They don't want anything to be associated with them like that. So they stay in there. They stay human. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in the, in the books, they do have a little more power set so they can have fights with heroes. Yeah. And such. But they're not shooting beams or ice. Like, none of them have really unique power sets. Yeah, they're strong. Other than, like, the female seems to be a little more savage uh, than the rest of them in the books. But, like, in the books, they're all a team from the jump. Like, there was no, oh, we found the female and all this stuff. In the books, everybody's together at the jump. Mm, And Frenchie and the female are considered the muscle. They're the okay. ones that go and fuck people up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mother's Milk is like the second in command mm-hmm. that helps with kind of organizing things strategically and stuff. Uh, Hugh, Huey is the newbie mm-hmm. and Butcher's the leader. Yeah. And that's the kind of layout. <coughs> okay. Uh, Huey, Huey's like the tech guy as well because obviously he has a little bit of experience in tech. I did like how... Not really in the book. Not really in the, the book. Like, that's a shame. In the sh- I like that in the show that he was like the tech guy he was kind of smart little intuitive things to help them like spy on people and stuff like that. Um, I don't know who my favorite character is. Like there's some mm. episodes that I really like Frenchie and he just giving me the most jokes. There's other episodes where I'm just really enjoying mother's milk. And it's a little bit unfair cause I'm a huge fan of Carl Urban's. Um, so there are episodes where I'm just really enjoying his performance. I'm just really enjoying what he's getting up to. Uh, I, I I love it when he swears. When he gave the speech about the Spice Girls, I was in stitches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, he gives terrible speeches. And I was like, yes, he gives terrible speeches, but his speech actually makes sense. Like what he was saying about the Spice Girls mm. actually made sense. And it made me laugh so much. Mm. Um, I like the action. The action is pretty, is, is, is very good. It's gory. There are some moments where I'm just like, oh, I get a little bit squeamish. Uh, 
there's a lot of sex and nudity in this. Like, I know it, it, it warns you at the beginning. Yeah, I wasn't expecting all of that, you know. I really uh, yeah, I know it said there's a sex and nudity, but there was a lot of sex and nudity. Not and, nearly as much as the books. No boy. I need to get these books. I want to see how crazy down. it is, you know. Like, not to say, so, say that like, I'm really like perverted just, or like. She's perverted, guys. Just, <laughs> just, just to give you a little peek into it, right? So, in the beginning, like I said, there, it's not one guy that fucks Starlight. It's like three of the heroes. Yeah. All right. That's off the top. Then, uh, you know, the scene in the show where they walk into that basically like a brothel type place yeah, yeah, where yeah, all the heroes yeah, yeah. basically get off? Yeah. Well, that's in the books, but they actually go a little more in depth about it. Mm. So in the books, they don't actually take on the seven at first. In mm. the books, they start off slow and they actually take on the teenage kicks, okay. which are in the show. Yeah, they're referencing the show. That's, yeah, but they're, that's more their focus. Mm. And like Popclaw, she is not dating a train. There's none of that in the books. Okay. That's all orchestrated for the show. Mm-hmm. Popclaw is in the books, but she's a lesbian. Okay. And she's really not that important of a character either. She's just one of these these heroes in his teenage kicks. Mm-hmm. The book opens where they're spying on the teenage kicks. And like, so Popclaw is having an orgy with a couple women in one room. Mm-hmm. Uh, three of the other heroes in teenage kicks are basically like, they, they're in three separate rooms and they're fucking girls in each room and then they'll go tag and then they switch girls <laughs> and they just take turns fucking all the girls. Oh over my gosh. It's like a frat house thing. That is it's, mad. it's like crazy stuff. Like mm. Huey's looking at this for the first time. He's like, this is insane. What are they doing? And they even show that the girls, not many brothels will allow superheroes to fuck the girls. Mm. Only this, like this one. Yeah. Because they'll wear out girls, like they'll break them because mm. of their superpowers. You ever yeah. get fucked by a superhero, it'll break you. So the girls are actually like snorting like compound V, or like they're taking it to be able to withstand the, the sex with yeah. these dudes. And they got low grade V, like they're like that's why they got to keep taking it. Mm. Like they're not getting the high grade stuff that stays in your system, like the boys. Yeah, like that what they took. So there's this whole thing where what they do is. They take pictures of all their sexual escapades that they're having here because it comes to find out that there's there's a in the books there's a lot of homosexuality in the books as mm. well and it being uh, a degrading thing because this happened in the early 2000s the books yeah. so back then it was more of a thing of yeah, coming yeah, out of the closet yeah. like I liked one of the comments in the show where the senator they they get him like fucking the dude and he's like well that's not a big deal anymore. Yeah. And like, well, it's a big deal in Ohio. Yeah. You know, so there's certain spots. But when this book came out, it was a big being deal gay was more of a thing. Yeah. Like, there's a lot in the book of, oh, you're a fucking faggot. Are oh, you fucking yeah. fag? Like, there's a lot of that in the book. So in the book, when they're viewing the teenage kicks, not only are they fucking girls, but then some of the dudes in the kicks group are fucking each other. Mm. And they're blowing each other and shit. And so they get pictures of that. And one of the first things they do is, all right. They send like a ransom thing, like, "Hey, one of you has to be sacrificed and put <laughs> out your your dark shit out there, mm. or we're gonna pick who it is and we'll blow y'all up like that." Yeah, yeah. So, because everything's about reputation, mm. everything's about how you look into the public. And yeah, that was re- that was referenced that was referenced in the show as well. Like, so obviously, yes. you, you you've got a lot more info from reading the books, but it seems that they haven't drifted that far away from the source material 
the spirit of it is there, mm-hmm. but the storyline of it is very different. Okay. So that's the only differences there. Like the whole thing with A Train and Popclaw and all that kind of stuff, that's nowhere near it. A Train, again, he's a white dude in the books and mm-hmm. he's more like a frat boy. Okay. And like he's, he's just kind of like just out there slinging it, you know, like mm-hmm. he don't give a fuck. So, uh, in fact, they don't even really fight crime, the seven in the books. Mm-hmm. Like all their meetings are just squabbling over their contracts and how much money they're going to make. Mm. Those, those elements show, of that in the show. Actually, yeah, they do reference it in the show, mm. but they also do some crime fighting. Cause like actually, you know, that whole thing in the show where, um, the seven, uh, well, actually it's only two of them. So in, in the sh- this is actually kind of funny in the show. You remember it's only uh, Homelander and Queen Maeve yeah. that try to save that airplane? Yeah, yeah. So in the books, that actually happened years ago. And it actually happened with 9-11. Okay. So I actually, in the books, it's actually the 9-11 attacks that happened. Mm. And the military shoot down two of the planes. Yep. But the third plane, they actually don't shoot down. Mm-hmm. Nobody seems to be able to really know why other than it apparently was some test for the superheroes. Mm-hmm. So the whole seven group are there on the plane trying to stop it. Mm. But they're a bunch of morons. Yeah. And they actually kind of do a bit what happens in the show. The, the pilots are dead. The plane's fucked up. They don't know how to do it. So the Homelander is like, fuck this. I'm leaving. And he just leaves. Mm. <clears throat> and um, the speedster, who isn't A-Train at the time, yeah. it's somebody else. Mm-hmm. But there's a speedster there. And he's like, oh, fuck, don't leave without me. And he jumps on Homelander and grabs onto him. Yeah. And like he's like, hey, man, this plane, this plane's going to like crash into in, into a bunch of people should we at least try and do something to to stop it from doing that even though we can't save it mm-hmm. and he's like all right i'll try and run at this plane and try and hit it so it'll move the plane a little bit mm-hmm. so he runs through the plane and instead of moving it he breaks the tail end of the plane off yeah. and the speedster's head explodes <laughs> from the impact yeah. So the speedster is dead. That's why A Train becomes part of the seven mm. because Homelander accidentally killed the original speedster yeah. trying to save that plane. And so instead of hitting the Twin Towers, it hits the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, wow. So the Brooklyn Bridge is destroyed in the books. Mm. And the Twin Towers is actually still up in okay. the books. And so that whole incident was the 9 11 attack yeah. instead of just some random terrorist attack. Mm. That they end up fucking up as it is in the show. Do you know what? So they do take some different paces. Do you know what? What one another thing I didn't like here is like you generally always expect people like in the CIA, the FBI, and MI6 and that to be a different caliber of people. You expect them to be smarter, stronger, be able to like work under pressure and stuff like that because they they go through a lot of training. Now, mm. when it comes to them kind of um winning and like capturing the seven and you know bringing that corporation down just in that moment mm-hmm. is when the terrorists now have their own version of soups like wouldn't people of that level of education and smartness be able to put two and two together and be like this is too convenient like the moment that happened i was like okay homelanders obviously set this up the same way they were gonna eventually set up the the the, the female that she's called in the show to be someone that the soups defeat to like 
you know, boost their chance of being called to the military is the same way they've made Nadik, whatever his name, the captain. And I was just thinking, like, you know, it's too um too much of a coincidence. Like, they sh- they've got to understand, they've got to know that, you know. But that's kind of a, a leap. I mean, honestly, I would have thought that the corporation set it up. Not Homelander, but we actually find out that the corporation wasn't involved with that at all. Yeah, we, we, we Homelander do. acted on his own to yeah, do that. Yeah, and, also, and, and I get that, but I'm just saying like they should have noticed that like they should have put two and two together and made four, and they did it. They put two and two together and made seven, and it was just really yeah. Because even if it wasn't the corporation, it it was just way too convenient. There, there should have been something. To let them in. The fact that the the fact that the the um if if the corporation was the only one that made Compound V, someone in that organization would have definitely had to have done it. So it was the the the, the corporation was still involved. Is it? Mm. I keep calling the corporation. It was what they call Vault. Yeah, Vault America. Vault America. Yeah. Was, yeah. Call them Vault. V A. Yeah, it's like it's VA kind of. Mm. The the book calls them that too. In fact, they uh the book gives more of a backstory that apparently the company was around since World War Two. Okay. And they used to make weapons. Mm-hmm. But they did such a shit job of it that <clears throat> in the Vietnam War, they basically almost went out of business because mm. they made this kind of machine gun mm-hmm. that uh they made this machine gun that uh was defunct. So when the soldiers used it, it didn't work, and they lost the whole battle because of it. Oh, wow. In fact, the, the Vietnamese cut their heads off and stuck their heads on the guns and <laughs> stuck them in the ground as a show of how terrible. Mm. So it was a huge thing against um, the company, mm. uh, which was VAC at the time. So mm. they went out of bit. They almost went out of business. They weren't making any weapons. They went underground for three years and came up with Compound B mm. and came up with superheroes, and yeah. that ends up saving them in the book. The movie, the show, I, I'm not exactly sure how they're really going to spin it, mm. but um, it is kind of interesting that, like, what you're saying, I, I actually thought that what was going to happen is that was going to happen, and they realized that they needed the boys, and so they were going to establish them as CIA agents, mm. and then the next season was going to be them more like the comic, where yeah. they're working for the CIA and all this stuff. But because of all that stuff that happened, which you just said, they shied away from it. Mm. And they're still like enemies of the state yeah. as well as enemies of Vaught and everybody, basically. So I was kind of surprised they did that. But to me, I actually didn't expect them to say that um, Butch's wife was alive with the kid the whole time. I yeah, thought there was actually I, going I was surprised to by that. I was very surprised. Like I said, huh? that was the only thing that surprised me. And... I'm I'm so excited mm. for season two because I need to know where that goes because Homelander saved Butcher and you know we we need to find out if it was definitely rape. Like I said, I'm right now I'm leaning to it being you know ninety percent that he forced himself on her and she kept the child because you know she's not that way inclined yeah. to have an abortion and she didn't want to force butcher to raise another man's child and that's why she didn't have the child killed if it yeah. does if it yeah. does turn out that it was consensual and she cheated on her husband it's going to be really interesting mm. to see where it goes from there because homeland yeah. has this like family fetish 
um, where I don't it know almost tears apart Butch's whole reason of doing this. Yeah, if it was consensual, like what are you gonna still fight soups for now? Mm, exactly. But um, Homelander has a very weird, like I wouldn't say relationship, but he has his fetish in it, and like it feels like he has like a parental familyish fetish, like. Because he yeah. never had a family, he desires that. I do, to be honest, at one, oh, we never saw the share, but literally right, very early on, I said, I said to myself, he's going to kill her baby because he was acting so jealous. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. And because obviously he saved Butcher, we never saw him save the baby, which potentially means yeah, she might be dead. that means he killed the baby. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. that's just a death yeah. that well, we. Well, I mean, he's a savage. Like, oh, I mean, that plane scene was pretty epic, man. Mm. Like to see him just leave everybody to die and be mm. like, "Well, we can't have any answers." Because like, even Queen Maeve was like, "At least save this little girl and her mom." And he's like, no, oh, "The witnesses. We can't yeah. have any survivors. Mm. No witnesses." I, I just... Like <clears throat> he's a sociopath. Like he is. A sociopath like he's just insane and it's partly because he didn't grow up with any affection yeah and the thing you that know? i know, the, the that most is that that play thing was his fault like even if the terrorist had shot mm. the pilot yeah if he had managed to just kill him without messing up the computer board there would have been something they could have done and the whole time things were happening i was yeah. thinking like tell people to strap up like put on their seatbelts people were just getting waved around with the turbulence like you saw that scene with the... Um, now, he one... wanted them all to die. Oh, boy. It's mad. Very yeah, mad. it's crazy. That you know, was a pretty, you... pretty deep. That, that was a powerful scene, I that thought. Like, that was like, whoo. My, my one, one of the funniest scenes was the scene when they they discovered, like, the the hospital where they're pumping the babies with a compound V. And, you mm. know, they get attacked and he uses the baby as a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, scene that had me in stitches. And there's the fact that he was just like, you know, as long as you be, as long as you behave yourself, I'm not going to come back for you in a few years time, which kind of showed that like, yeah. <laughs> even though he hates soups, because a lot of the time I just kept thinking that like, this guy thinks like all soups are bad in it. But in that one moment, he showed yeah. like a little bit of, I don't even know what the word is. It's not sympathy, but he showed, I guess, liberty <laughs> that he understood that, you know, with the right upbringing that not all the suits will be bad. It's just a shame yeah. that he, he'd never felt like that about Starlight. Because again, he I hasn't think if gone he, full Punisher yet. Yeah. Like he's almost there. Yeah. But he's not quite. He, he He's pretty close though. Yeah. He's he pretty is pretty close. close. It's, it's pretty interesting the way they're going about it because they're definitely taking a completely different approach from the books, especially mm. how it ended. So the fact that this is going to be more about his wife and this whole thing of a homelander having a kid now and all this stuff is uh, is, is pretty wild. I, I'm curious to see where it goes because yeah, so I thought, that, like I said, it would end with them because I thought what was going to be, it was going to end in two ways. It was going to end with them being CIA agents, mm -hmm. and it was going to end with the truce that's in the books. Mm. Because in the books, what ends up happening is that thing that happens with Mallory and her grandkids getting burned yeah. alive, that happens in the book too. Mm -hmm. But what ends up happening is because Mallory burns her uh, – because uh, the lamplighter yeah. burns her grandkids alive, the 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 boys are losing their shit and they're about ready to the to, to go nuclear. Mm -hmm. So 
but Vaught realizes that the boys have a lot of secrets. In mm-hmm. the comics, they have a lot of secrets and stuff that they don't want out. Yeah. And proof of these secrets. Mm-hmm. But also, the boys can't fight back against the Seven. The Seven would destroy the boys. Mm-hmm. So they come to a truce. Mm. You don't fuck with us. We don't fuck with you. Yeah. All right. Lamplighter killed the grandkids. Here's Lamplighter. You can kill him. Okay. So they give Lamplighter over to the boys and the boys kill him. Mm. And, and then they basically take Lamplighter's body back. And he's the first one that they test. You know, in comics, how people always come back to life in comics? Yeah. Well, they have Lamplighter come back to life with some Compound V, but uh, they can reanimate the body, but not the mind. Okay. So he's actually stupid. Like, he's mentally challenged. He's just like a zombie. And so, yeah. And so they, they kind of show him up like, hey, look, he came back to life. Yeah. Everybody, it's great. And then they stick him in a basement where he's basically eating his own feces and just oh, sitting wow. in his own shit. And like, because he's just gone mentally. Yeah. So they just stick them down there and that's it. And so that's the truce. Mm. You don't fuck with us. We don't fuck with you. So the boys end up kind of like attacking smaller groups and dealing with smaller groups and other things happening. Mm -hmm. And they're slowly building a case and building things against the seven Mm -hmm. in the books. But honestly, they're not as much the main focus in the books. But in the show, they're front and center. It's all Mm. about the seven. So that's actually kind of interesting that they went that route with it. <clears throat> because like the books make a point to say, because of that incident with Mallory and all that, yeah. Butcher learned a lesson. You don't go head on against the seven. You yeah. take it slow. Mm. You work. And in the show, it looks like he didn't learn that lesson at all. He's still no. just gunning straight for the seven. Yeah. Well, well, it's, so, it's not even just the seven. He's gunning for Homelander because obviously he feels that his wife yeah. left because Homelander raped her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and in the books, he actually has the proof that Homelander does did rape his wife, and like he actually kills the baby that is spawned out of. Yeah. So it's not even an issue of if she's alive somewhere. Yeah. The books do say that he had to kill that baby. Yeah. When it when it came out of his wife, mm. so because actually he thought it was his baby until it laser beamed out of his wife's stomach. No. Oh, wow. And he had to fight the baby. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, there, right. there is that so i mean there's just a lot of differences i think the book does i guess in a book you have more time to kind of tie up loose ends with a show try to keep it a tight eight episodes which yeah. i thought was great i mm. actually like that it was a tight eight episodes i thought it was gonna be longer but there is yeah but there is a couple of leaps they take like mm. the whole thing with huey is very like coincidental that Huey and Starlight meet mm-hmm. where in the books, I feel like there's, it's still coincidental in the books, but there's more of a reasoning behind it. Yeah, yeah. You, you can accept it a little better than what they did in the show. Uh, also, I thought it was kind of weird in the show when they go to the race to get the V. My whole thought was like, I would have sent somebody to check that house for more V. I don't yeah. understand why they didn't at least say, like that becomes an afterthought. Like, Oh, we can't get it here. Oh, wait, look, she has the kit. Like, oh, it's there. Like, I, I guess it was supposed to be the thought that he took the whole amount. And yeah. She stole a little bit and they mm. didn't know. But yeah. I don't know. I, I would have checked the house before I went to that race. Do, do you know another thing I didn't like? I didn't like the fact that <laughs> Huey was so front and center. So you've got this guy that the soups are aware of and you're, you're, you're still putting him out in missions. You're still putting him in situations where he can recognize, like, 
He was nearly recognised at the house when A-Train turned up. You know, they had him at the race again where people could be like, why is this guy always in these in in these in these areas? And it eventually, makes the show like exciting. Yeah, I know, but well, they had to, right? Yeah, no, I know because I, I a lot get of that, him but... hinged on his relationship with Starlight, so they actually had to put him in those situations. Yeah, no, I, I hear I hear that, but I'm just saying, like, for Butcher being someone that's CIA, yeah, you know when someone's cover has a high chance of getting blown in it. Like, as we saw later on in the, in the late episode, a lot of them got burned because they, they got pegged by the CCTV. Like, and he kept on putting Huey in in high-risk situations. Like, after initial, the initial, like, contact here, Huey should have been someone that was just behind the scenes and only linked up. Well, they didn't actually get burned over that, man. They got burned because the mesmer of sent yes. the photos over to yeah. the Homelander. But then there, there, there were so, many other situations where he, they, he could have been burned. He just got lucky that one A-Train didn't care who he was. Um, you know, yeah. uh, what, what was what was the... Is it Mystique? The, the, priest, the priest elasticy guy? Oh it? yeah, I don't remember his name actually, but like, yeah, he, he was the church he, guy. He, like, he, but he never met him though. Yeah, he did. He met him at the baptism thing. Yeah, but I mean, like, he never met him really before then, though. No, no, but so again, there was, was no way he would have known. Yeah, but again, it was just like there was there was situations I just felt like you know what this guy's been put about. But he much. had to do that. The only way they could get in there is mm. by him using his relationship with Starlight to get yeah, in. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Mm. So, so they had to take that chance. They had to take that risk. So, so I, that's how I took it. As, as someone that's read, have you have you finished the books or is the books ongoing? I'm almost. I don't know. The books I think are are they're done. I don't. I think he's still putting them out. Mm-hmm. I'm not finished the whole series, but I've read like at least five trades. So I'm pretty deep in it. Okay. I read them a few years ago and I went back and reread them again. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. So I had a refresher. Mm-hmm. And again, the books take a lot of different tangents. So what was uh, the question you wanted to ask on that? Um, what do you, as someone that's read the books, what would, what do you prefer the show or the books? Uh, I would definitely say the books mm-hmm. are um, a little better put together Mm -hmm. and uh, i think they're a little more interesting because um the show really americanizes the story Mm -hmm. but honestly like most of the characters here are from different parts of the world like it does take place in america Mm -hmm. but you know um butcher is is like british Mm -hmm. um some english um scottish uh, huey is scottish frenchie is french yep the female, she's she's an Asian character. Yeah, I think that um, was South they don't really Korea. Say, yeah, they don't really say where she's from though in the books. Mm. In the show, they do say it's like Korea, right? Mm-hmm. South Korea or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mother's Milk is the only one that's American. Okay. And the books actually make a pretty big deal about their accents, mm. the way they talk, where they're from. And all that. The book even does more. Like, there's a whole uh, arc in the book where they go to Russia, mm-hmm. and Vaught is working with uh, a mob, this mobster, this woman who runs this big or- organized crime thing, 
in Russia who's trying to overthrow the Russian government and become mm. the leader of Russia. Oh, wow. So they're actually making a play for Russia. Mm. But it's actually a double cross and it's a bunch of different stuff there. And so there's there's a lot a lot more they do where they don't focus as much on the seven, but more of the things happening in a whole around the world. Yeah. So the book is a little more interesting. However, the book is more sexually explicit. Mm-hmm. Like uh, one of the other things too is like uh, they made a mention of this character in the show, mm-hmm. uh, Tech Knight. It, it's a really quick mention in the show. Mm-hmm. The in the uh, in the, in the self help group, yeah, where everybody's talking about their run-ins with superheroes. Mm-hmm. One of the ladies is like, Tech Knight grabbed me and flew me really fast and it hurt it my, spine. my spine. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, in the <laughs> in the books, Tech Knight is a sex addict. um, he's suffering from wanting to fuck anything anything really Mm. like even inanimate objects like there's a thing where he's talking to psychiatrist and telling him like about an incident he had doing a patrol and he almost raped one of his sidekicks because he kept looking at his ass so um, the psychiatrist is talking him through it and uh, somebody calls and he leaves Mm. and um, you see Tech Knight look over and there's a cat in the room with him. Oh God. And when the psychiatrist comes back and opens the door, the cat runs out screaming. Yeah. And uh, he's like, Oh my God, you know, oh, I got to clear all my appointments. You, you know, Jesus, like he thinks he fucked the cat. Yeah. He grabs his coffee and he's like, Oh wait, you didn't, you didn't fuck my cat. You fucked my coffee. Oh, no. And he was like, get the fuck out. Like he put his dick in the coffee and he fucking fucked his coffee cup. Like he's that fucked up in the head. Like it's that crazy. And like, Later on in Tech Knight, um, he has like a Bat Cave of sorts. Yeah. Tech Knight is like an Iron Man slash Batman character. Okay. It's like a two in one. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's like a watermelon with a fuck hole in the, the Bat Cave. <laughs> oh, um, he fucks his butler in the ear. Oh, and my his days. butler like quits because of it. And they don't show it. It's more of what's said yeah, and about it. Mm-hmm. But again, very sexually explicit about the things they do. And that yeah. whole Tech Knight story mm-hmm. is this whole thing about homosexuality. Okay. And hate crimes. Mm-hmm. And like there's a guy who dies and it's a it's like a hate crime because one of the heroes just doesn't like gays. Oh wow. And he goes around and he's set up to be a gay hero. And he goes to gay areas and he like does visits and stuff like that. But he actually hates homosexuals. And one of the homosexuals finds out his secret identity and meets him at his house. And he freaks out and pushes him off a building and kills the gay guy. So it it tackles this whole thing of like hate crimes and homosexuals and the homosexual community and things like that. The books actually get into a bit of more like the social constructs of things and like more of that stuff. The show actually does get into not exactly the homosexual side of it, but it does get into like um, rape. Yeah. Book, and it actually touches on what happened in America recently with the Me Too movement and all that stuff. Mm, yeah. The show actually gets into a bit of that, so it's it's a little socially conscious, just like yeah. the it, does books. See, it does feel like. Oh, okay. So I didn't realize the books are like that too. Mm. Yeah, so the books do get into a bit of so even though they have a little fun and it, it's funny because like the end of that Tech Knight story, um, Tech Knight flies into outer space and fucks an asteroid that's about to hit Earth and blows up with the asteroid and saves the world by fucking the asteroid. So it's silly sexual humor in the yeah. books that's like it's funny, but there's also a deeper story intertwined in that. And like the biggest thing with the books 
and the show where I think the show gets the spirit of it is that it talks about like the fakeness of things. Yeah. Like a lot of times people, we work for corporations and mm-hmm. corporations try to sell you how we care for the community and yeah. we care for this stuff, but it's all about the bottom dollar. Yeah. And I feel like the show and the books highlight that in such an interesting way where the, the point of it is to be over the top. Yeah. The point of it is to be so disgusting, outlandishly so, to drive the point home. Yeah. Where like when you go to the vault uh, corporation and everything, it's all about being heroes and saving people, but they're gangbanging the girl who walks in and it's like a fuck fest and they don't care about anything and yeah. all this kind of stuff like that. They're more worried about their dollars and their contract. Like again, in the books, the seven don't fight crime at all. Like the whole thing about that airplane was them testing them actually trying to save people and fight crime and it blew up in the face. So now they just pretend to do it. And instead they just sit in their ivory towers and count their money and all that kind of shit. Okay. They actually don't fight crime at all. And it's an interesting look at like, you know, like even some things I look at my job and I see people who are gung ho for the company, gung ho for the corporation, you know? And it's like, but, they don't really care about you. Yeah. yeah. They care right. about making a dollar. You can get fired tomorrow. Yeah. And die tomorrow. You know? and Someone replace you. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's what this book drives home and the show drives home very well. Yeah, I found that. That these yeah. corporations, yeah, like they pretend to like you. They they do these, like that whole the episode where they're shooting those videos like we care about the environment or we care like a trains running with the people in wheelchairs, you know, like (laughs) all that kind of shit. That's so disgusting, but it's like pandering. And you know what it actually reminds me of the Disney corporation. It almost felt like that. I'm not saying Disney Disney. that disgusted and evil. Yeah. But think about it. Are you sure? (laughs) Disney is a corporation that is, monopolizing on comic book heroes in the movies and such they basically print money when they put a movie out and they're socially conscious to where they even like fired uh james James gunn Gunn over those comments yeah but now they're rehiring them back like it's all about being socially conscious it's It's all about playing the game yeah it is Definitely. And so I don't think they were trying to make the comment on Disney with the show, but I found it interesting that I felt like there were some similarities between Vault America and the Disney Corp yeah. where they own. I mean, like, think about it. You can't put a movie out in theaters that doesn't have a Disney stamp. Right. Because uh-huh. like these Disney movies are the only thing that turn around billion dollars now. No other movies really do that. There's maybe Fast and Furious do that. Maybe those, but it's rare. Hell, even DC struggling to do that shit yeah, now. Definitely, definitely. And some of it may be their fault, but it's like, you know, it's just, it's kind of that. And so I think the show puts that up in a way that I think is pretty interesting. And in the book, and again, your question being like the book or the show, I would side with the book because the book explores more of those ideas more than what the show does. And the book explores different ideas more so than what the show does. Yeah. And but overall, the biggest theme of that, you know, yeah, we've got to play the game. We work for corporations. We make our dollars. But I think it's important at the end of the day to know that, you know, these things, 
they don't care about you the way that they try to tell you they do. Yeah. You know, and I don't think they're as discussed. I don't think some of the corporations you work for, or even I work for, I don't think my company is nearly as disgusting as what bought America is portrayed <laughs> to be. But again, it's art and art is exaggerating that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there is an element of truth to that with everything. But I find and that- that's why I like the boys so much. I like that concept. No, I just found that like sorry to like bash your country, but I'm gonna be a bit anti-American. <laughs> but like the way America is portrayed as well, like everything is so polished and perfect. So for example, you look at like the news, um, you look at people on the news, and then everyone's got like the beautiful teeth, blonde hair. Everyone's just so like perfect, keeping up appearances. But when mm-hmm. you, like, look at America as a country itself, like, when I lived there, it was just, like, it was so segregated with, with race and, you know, people were really struggling and going through the worst in terms of, like, healthcare and this and that. But then when I, when you know, when I came back home, people were like, oh, my gosh, why did you come back from America? And I was like, because it's not the image of, like, this perfect country yeah. that a lot... And, and now, because of social media and because of Trump and things like that, it's, it's people are like, oh, my gosh, like, I can I can see what it's actually like over there. Sorry to bash your country. I, I, um, I, I did find it amusing how Homeland was, was very Trumpish in some of his yeah, speeches. Yeah, like, even what he was saying, he was just very, like... Ugh. Very American. Yeah, there's a bit of that hypocriticalness with uh, with America. I agree. I actually kind of liked Homelander for that. He was a personification of the American way to an yeah. ugly extreme. Yeah, America's not necessarily that bad. I would <laughs> say even more so that segregated. It, it really depends on the areas you're. In. No, I find it. I think I mean, in comparison to London, London itself yeah. is very. Um, it, everyone. Is is okay, and this is the biggest kind of culture shock that most Brits would have when they go. When I went to America, anyway, because it was very much like, mm. like there's a there's a predominantly black area, and then there's a predominantly white area. There's a predominantly Hispanic area. Whereas, like in London, it's not like that. Everyone's just together. Mm, if that makes for sense, most, for the, for the most, most part. part of it, everyone's together. So for me, it was, it was yeah. a real cu- culture shock to be like, oh, so now I've I've suddenly been grouped into this way and in, in a way I wasn't, yeah there I wasn't, is yeah yeah it, it's, it's not bad yeah, it's there, not, there it, is a bit of that yeah, yeah. It's, it's not bad obviously well, I was in New York but and, and that's a very um diverse over there but I still did feel that like sometimes when I was talking to people the way just the way the language was it was very it just felt very divided in that sense um, yeah it, it, it is it, and a lot of it is not it's it that way because of yeah, history. <sighs> it's weird because it is racially divided and that's true but it's 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 also a financial thing yeah it right is. It, it's it's more of a financial thing that ends up translating into a racial yeah. thing and some of it the financial thing is because of racism yeah. especially from years ago yeah. so that is the cause of a lot of that uh which is true um so yeah is i mean it? that that definitely is that definitely is true yeah. Uh, America does have its its issues in, in a lot of different ways, but we do like to paint the picture that everything's well put together. It's a lot about image. Yeah, and that's and true. That's Down to that, the corporations. Yeah. That, I mean, how my job, my job specifically, I'm basically a truck driver. Yeah. But they find it very 
I got to wear dress shoes, yeah, nice slacks, like, yeah. collar t-shirt, and yeah. look like a sales rep yeah. to stand out as, because we want to stand out from being just like other drivers. Because my job is a sales job as well as a driver job. It's blended. Yeah. Okay. But for the most part, I'm on a truck jumping up the back and delivering. <laughs> but we we want to portray an image. Yeah, it's all the, about the, the image yeah. that we portray. Yeah. And uh, this show really knocks it out of the park with, kind of putting that on display. Yeah, that's not And um, it, it, that is a bit true, but I do think the show is an exaggeration of it. Yeah, it's I an think exaggeration, in some places, I, did, I did feel that. Yeah. It was like it, that, that image thing um, they wanted to Yeah, portray. because uh, there's some areas that I think actually it may not be as much of an exaggeration in certain parts of this country in America, but there are a lot of other areas where it is very much an exaggeration. And it's a lot of people just trying to do things yeah. because you get your, you get, you get a lot of the statistical analysis and things like that, the right way to run things. And well, you got to lay it out like this, 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 this to be successful. Yeah. So you try to live up to these things and it's not really the truth yeah. of the matter. Yeah. But because of social media, I'm not saying, things, I think there should be a mixture of both because I feel like, um, in the one hand, the UK is like the other end of the spectrum that where we don't really like to sort of talk up what we do. We're like, oh, I'm just doing this, yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone used to be like, why are you saying it like that? What you're doing is so amazing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, for, and also, like, I remember I worked at the um, Boys and Girls Club, and I think my title was um, like Youth Enhancement Specialist, where I was just there, like, as a just casual, casual youth worker, youth worker. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "What yeah. I'm doing is just looking yeah. after the kids." But the title, obviously, it's on my resume now as youth development specialist because it sounds amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, in reality, it really wasn't that. Anyway, right, cool. Yeah. We're, 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 yeah. we're, we're, we're going to call, we? call it. We're going to call it a day there. Um, but Seth, sure. thank you for up. Uh, let me start that again. Seth, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, could you just let sure. the listeners where they can find you? Yeah, who's next gaming.com. Um again, uh who's next podcast will basically be everything. And as soon as Apple approves it, we'll have movies so bad they're good. Uh also look out for the Facebook group. Uh, if you're interested in stuff like that, you're somebody who likes cult movies, bad movies and things like that, and interested in things like that, then uh check that out. Go to the Movies So Bad They're Good Facebook group and join in over there as well. And uh look out for the podcast, same title coming out you know any any time now and uh, you find me there so no, where can people find you um i guess if i they can find me on little crown story house so if you go to little crowns dot story house on the instagram and little crown story house on twitter and facebook as well oh, and youtube too okay youtube as well yeah, yeah. Right, cool well i don't know why the sound mix is not working the best so i'm doing it like this Guys, thank you very much for joining us. Um, all I'm going to say is that if you haven't seen The Boys, you need to go check it out. Check it out. Well, we've ruined it for them now. So. Nah, but even so, go check out The Boys. Like, even though we've talked a lot about it, that we haven't, there's not, we, we, there's certain things that we didn't say in it. So definitely go see The Boys uh, and let us know what you think of it. Um, Seth, say bye to people. See ya. Mm-hmm. No, say bye to people. Bye. Guys. Hopefully, get another episode out for you next week. Bye-bye now.